1: Hey everybody! Welcome back in second hour. We roll all the way till three o'clock today. Jimmy B and T C, and you can always join us on the program at two six four seventeen hundred. That's two six four seventeen hundred, and you can tweet us as well. You can find me at Jimmy B Radio. That's at Jimmy B Radio.
2: You want to find me? You find me at Trent Condon. That's C O N D O N on the last name Trent Condon you want to find ken silverstein on twitter don't bother because he doesn't do it <laughs> kenny we got to get you on twitter
3: <laughs> i i let put it this way the chances of that are let's see if i can spell today nil exclamation point i think i'll tell you spell nil
1: <laughs> ken let's start with a little uh big Ten. now that the teams are on the field and practicing uh In your estimation, nothing has really changed in your mind from when we uh, talked to you earlier this year about where you think the teams may finish. You still have Ohio State at the top. You still have, uh, is it Penn State or Michigan, or who else do you have uh, butting around that second-place spot?
3: Well, all all three of the big boys in the East and and putting Michigan State off to the side until I see you know, improvement coming off the uh, disaster on the field and then the off-field shenanigans uh, in regards to some of their players now, obviously jettisoned from the program. So we're going to put the Spartans off to the side. It's not Izzo and Hoops. It's football right now, and they got a long way to go. You can make an argument for any of the three. Um, I think when you whittle it down, it really comes down to Penn State, Ohio State, only because, one, Michigan has got so many young guys playing now come November those young players are going to be seasoned and at that point we'll see what Michigan has but I'll be very curious to see how they play against Florida and Jerry World in uh, in Texas coming up here what um I guess September 2nd uh on that Saturday that will be one of the better quote non-conference games so I got Ohio State really only because it's a revenge game against Penn State at home in late october but you can make a hell of an argument uh for penn state um but whatever penn state ohio state michigan are the three best teams uh in the entire conference and then the winner of the west for the time being even though i look at it sometimes and i say to myself "Self, what am i looking at here why i mean i sort of understand why wisconsin does it every year but they don't have the players that the other, the big three have in the East. It's a hell of a coaching job. It's a it's style of play. They don't wander from it. So You've got to give them a lot of credit, including Barry Alvarez, who started this thing years ago. So, yeah, the big three in the East and then Wisconsin in the
4: West.
2: You mentioned Penn State, and, and this is a team throughout the summer, Ken. We've talked about it a few times. I'm still struggling For a team that looked as bad as they did. Yeah, they got hot at the end of the year. What if Trace McSorley just had that? A hot streak and that's it. And he's going to regress back to what we saw in the first half of a year ago. Could Penn State take a big step back this year?
3: Well, as long as Barkley's running the ball, uh, they're going to be in pretty good shape. Uh, He is that good. I mean, he's going to be, assuming he's healthy, he's going to be a top 10 pick in April's draft. So that's a nice place to start. If McSorley does come back to earth, he's still going to do a little play action. It's going to freeze those linebackers and safeties because Barkley is that good. And so he's going to be able to make plays. I like you, Trent, if I read you correctly here verbally. If you go back and watch their games from last year, and I've done, I've looked at about half their season, including the Ohio State game, uh, which they won at night thanks to the uh, block kicks.
2: He was terrible throwing the, the ball against yeah, the
3: Yeah, I mean, he was like 9 of 28, yeah. and, the, and the two plays he made, were 50-50 balls. Now, you've mm-hmm. got to give their wide receivers credit. They beat future first-round draft picks in Lattimore and in Conley, Conley with the Raiders and Lattimore now with uh, New Orleans. Okay. They beat those two kids who eventually became first-round picks, top 15 picks roughly, uh, in that NFL draft last year's on 50-50 balls. My question is if that play occurred one more time, does Penn State win that battle? Well, we're never going to know because you only get one shot. And in this case, Penn State's wide receivers made a play. I watched the Wisconsin game, uh, the the Big Ten championship game. I think I've watched that at least twice, at least because Big Ten carries it, and I've watched it myself when I when I taped it. And he was much better in that game than he was, I think, in any game that I can remember during the season. But I, Wisconsin doesn't have future first-round draft picks Roman in their secondary. They just don't. And I'm not sure they ever will. And he made a lot of plays, including one downfield to Barkley on a wheel route, which was a nice throw. I give him credit. Edmund Stroud, beautiful pass. So everyone loves McSorley. They're tuning his horn. They're saying he's the best quarterback in the Big Ten. I'm not if I read you correctly, Trent. I'm not completely, completely sold. I don't see him like he's not a future first-round draft pick no. in an NFL draft. No. He's just not. If he was, then I'd be a lot more convinced. Okay, the kid I was going to see against Wyoming in the opener is going to be a first-round pick. Okay, question is going to be: Is he top five, top ten, or top fifteen? I doubt he's going to slide. Any further than that, unless God forbid he has a major injury, and knock on wood, that will never occur to him. So with all that said, I still need to see more, but a lot of folks are clamoring for Mr. McSorley. Um, I need to see more, um, but of the returning QBs in the Big Ten, uh Yeah, I, I think, yeah, as much as I'm backpedaling here a little bit, I, I guess he's got to be the best. But then again, I'm not sure, you know, when you look at the guys who are going to be taken in round one of the NFL draft in April, they hail from a no particular order, USC, Wyoming, UCLA, and maybe one other place that I can't think of all the time ahead. I don't hear any Big Ten schools having first-round draft picks at the quarterback position. I see it at the running back mm-hmm. position with Barkley. I see it elsewhere in the Big Ten, but I don't see it at quarterback. And that's been a problem for the Big Ten now for
1: umpteenth years. Ken Silverstein is our guest. He comes to us on the Draft House 50 hotline, Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Uh, Kenny, then take me to Iowa and their opening non-conference game. The line is 12 and a half 13, depending on which book you take a look at. I'm just curious, if you were a betting man, like my partner, are you taking Iowa to smash them with their running game since Wyoming lost so much on the defensive side? Or are you going with Wyoming's offense and you believe that they will keep it relatively close?
3: I think they're going to keep it relatively close. I know one thing about Iowa. I want to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, shrink the game, play defense, and keep that quarterback for Wyoming off the field. If he's off the field, they're not going to score, unless their defense scores, and we will assume that's not going to happen if Iowa plays somewhat of a clean game in the opener. So with that said, plus their home, I think I would take the points, but I think you'll know. I think you'll know pretty early. I think you'll know within a quarter, quarter and a half. If if Wyoming is on the field a bunch, that means Wyoming's got a shot. If they're not on the field a lot, and I has got long drives and are scoring touchdowns and not kicking field goals uh, particularly, then I was going to win. They better win because uh, that would not be a good start to a season. Even though, again, and you know, I was looking at this the other day. If you look over the last X amount of years, I guess you you can pick whatever cutoff point you have or want to have. Non conference Iowa football at times you look at your, you look at it and go, huh? What's going on here? Why are they Why are they having trouble early on in the season with teams you know that for the most part they should beat? So I think they'll beat Wyoming, but Wyoming's chance is to stop the run, force whomever quarterback to be the man that day, big man on campus, and hope, from Wyoming's perspective, that their future first-round draft pick, QB, is on the field a bunch. And if he is, then Iowa's got more, Iowa. Wyoming's got more than a puncher's chance.
2: Speaking of openers over in the East, Indiana gets it at home against Ohio State. I was reading a little bit about Ohio State, what they're building up front again. Larry Johnson, the longtime defensive line coach in the Big Ten with Penn State and now with uh, Ohio State, what he's building over there. Uh, we talk about J.T. Barrett and what we're going to see out of Mike Weber and and what they're going to do offensively. If you can explain to our listeners, since Iowa fans will actually get to see the Buckeyes in person this year uh, to kick off the November slate, what they're going to see with that front four as they make their way to Kinnick.
3: Well, they're really good. I mean, they they have, if they play if they play as well as he did last year, or if they play better than that, uh, their two defensive ends are going to be first, late first round, possibly early second round draft picks. One tackle, if he plays as well as I think he will play, Draymond Jones will be probably a first, late first round pick. So they have three late first, early second round picks on the defensive line. Their second line also are draftable players. Um, they have a five-star defensive end, Chase Young, out of Jamatha High School in D.C., who um, all the scouting services will be a freshman uh, this year, was a top 12, top 10 player nationally, no matter the position. They are loaded on the defensive line. They are Definitely too deep. Uh, Joey Bosa or Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa's brother, believe it or not, is the second teamer. He had five sacks as a freshman in spot duty last year. He would start pretty much on every Big Ten team. I don't think that's that much of a stretch. Maybe Michigan, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I think he would. That's how good he is, and he can't crack the starting four. Okay. So yeah, they are, they are loaded on the defensive line, and arguably, and I'll never say they have the best defensive line in college football because Alabama, until I I see it with my own people, is Alabama will always have the best down linemen defensively. But there are a lot of magazines, a lot of websites, a lot of people so-called in the know will say, I'm not buying it myself totally, but they are definitely in the top three or four defensive lines in the country Uh, They're not the best until I see it with my own peepers. I still have Alabama the best defensive line in college football, but Ohio State is really, really good.
1: Ken, let me take you then to a coach who, if his team doesn't perform well this season, most likely will be not coaching that team uh, by the first of the year. Uh, Trent and I both felt that it might be Mike Riley at Nebraska if if they do not show improvement over what they had last season. Are you in with that, or do you think that it's somebody else, or that Mike Riley, even if he has a mediocre season, isn't going anywhere?
3: You know, I find it funny. and I, I was doing another talk show recently, and Nebraska football came up, and their fan base came up, and those out there who are Nebraska fans are not going to like me saying this. Some of them are living in the past. Johnny Rogers and Mike Rogier and, and others are not roaming the campus right now, okay? Now, they're lucky and fortunate that they're in the West because if they were in the East, they ain't beating the big three, okay? They still have a shot, they can somehow topple uh, Nebraska, not Nebraska, Wisconsin, year in, year out. The expectations are still too lofty. Part of the problem, we've talked about this over the last few weeks, is look, life's not fair. There aren't a lot of m- major cities in the state of Nebraska. You take away Omaha, and there ain't much there, okay? There aren't a lot of five and high four star players. Roam in the streets every recruiting class. They're just not. So they got to go to California. They got to go to Texas. They got to go elsewhere to get players. And they're still trying to do that. And they've had, I think, this recruiting class that they're working on right now is really good. I think last year's class was really good. Now, is it as good as Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan? No, it's not. It's not top 10, and I doubt it ever will be top 10. But if they can stay, 15 to 25, 28, and I think they're doing pretty well. The problem is the fan base, at least some of them, think that, you know, Osborne is still roaming the sideline, or Devaney is roaming the sideline, and they should be getting top five ish recruiting classes, and it's just not going to happen. And you win with players. Now, yeah, you can out scheme people, and you can out coach them. You don't have to win best three or five or you know, four or seven, I get that. You just got to beat them on one Saturday and worry about the following week if there is a following week next week. Unless you got to buy or, you know, the season's over, you got weeks until a bowl game. So some of it is expectations, somewhat misguided. Some of it is the game has changed. So now let's get to Mike Riley. I, I like him personally. I admit it. I, 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 in my time dealing with him over the years, I like him. Personally, if I had a son who was of that level talent wise and Nebraska was recruiting him, I would not have any problem saying, Mike, you got my kid. I trust you. Okay. You're a good guy. You got a good soul. I trust you. Okay. It's my kid. Whenever anyone is recruiting an athlete, mom or dad or whatever the family situation might be, they are taking a leap of faith. They are saying, My Billy, my Bobby, my Jimmy is going to leave home and you coach position wise or head coach. I'm giving you now the authority to supervise because let's say this is long distance or even if it's not long distance, you're going to have a major say in what my kid does academically and otherwise. I trust Mike Riley with my kid. If I had a kid, let's say in this imaginary example, so. I would not. If he wins eight, nine games, which is what I think he's going to do, okay. Again, unproven quarterback. He's coming from Tulane. What, what do we, what do we think he's going to walk, you know, walk over some water and not, you know, fall in? No, come on. I mean, we're not talking about you know the Rosen kid at UCLA or the kid, the Allen kid at Wyoming or the kid at USC who are going to be all first round picks. No, he's a, he's a transfer from Tulane. When, when was the last time the Green Wave had a legitimate football program? Don't think too hard. It's many, 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 many moons ago. Okay. Sean King so, was the
2: quarterback 20 years yeah. ago. Sean King. 20 years. Yeah, Sean
3: yeah. King played with Tampa and the Buccaneers in the NFL. Uh, is now a sports tester in the Tampa Bay area. Uh, good job, Sean. So some of it is living in the past. Some of it is not opening their eyes to what's going on. But with all that said, I wouldn't fire him unless they have a disaster of a season, which I don't think is going to happen, number one. Number two, I think the recruiting is better, okay? And Number three, a little bit of reality, just realizing he doesn't have national championships like Urban Meyer. He, he's not Harbaugh. Like Harbaugh or not, he's got a unique shtick. He didn't leave a team to a Super Bowl. He's a former co- a college and pro QB, so Harbaugh's got advantages, Okay. And Coach Franklin at Penn State did a nice job in at Vanderbilt, and you got to give him some credit here. You know, I don't think he's a great X's and O guy particularly. Okay, um, he is recruiting at a very high level. He's recruiting now at a top five, six level, and you can't take that away from him. He's playing with the biggest and the baddest in college football when it comes to recruiting uh, marquee players. So. I think it's expectations. I think there, there's some people out there, maybe more heavy-duty donors, who have to realize, whoa, let's just let's just start winning the Big Ten West before we start getting overzealous here.
2: So if Mike Riley is safe, who's the coach that is fired after this year? It seemingly happens every year. Who would yeah. do the ax if it isn't Riley?
3: Wow, 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 wow. The Big Three are not going anywhere, mm-hmm. that's for sure. And I, I, I talked to somebody recently who's down on Dantonio, and I, I sort of laughed at him. I said, "He had one bad year, okay? Come on, he, two years ago he was thirty-eight, nothing against Alabama in the Final Four. Um, I mean, he's not going to bedazzle you with personality, but he can flat out coach, okay? That I do know he can flat out coach because he's not getting the creme of the creme that Ohio State and Michigan and now Penn State are getting. He's getting a tier down and up." Until last year, Michigan State was really good, particularly defensively. Uh, they got quarterback issues. We'll see what how that all works out here in summer slash fall camp and how well uh, they try to rebound. Um, won't be Indiana. I won't be well, Rutgers. Marilyn Durkinson, a nice job recruiting at Maryland. Um, I think Chris Ash down the road could be in trouble, but they're not going to fire him after two years. Rutgers is a cesspool right now, so I don't think it's anybody in the East. The Brown's not going to go anywhere after one year at Purdue. That's a cesspool at this point, talent-wise. Um, Flex going nowhere. The big boys in the West are not going anywhere. Um, maybe Lovey, mm. maybe Lovey. Yeah. Uh, again, I think it'd be misguided um, because, again, what what do you expect at the University of Illinois? I mean, what what if you can win six, seven games a year and get to whatever bowl game that equates to? Um, I think that's pretty good for Illinois. Okay. I think Illinois can be a much better basketball school than football school. And we'll see what Coach Underwood does, you know, in his uh his new run uh with the fighting Illini. Um unless I'm missing somebody, guys, I would say Lovey, but I don't even think I don't even think it would be Lovey because I think he'd get one more year. The problem for Lovey is when you look at Again, I know you guys are going to say, Ken, you always seem to fall back on recruiting and, and ratings and five stars and four stars, and et cetera, and I do, and I admit it, I'm guilty. But you win with players for the most part. Again, you got to have the horses. And if i got more than you, the odds are I'm going to win. Now, yeah, you can upset me now and then, but if I'm going to have a run of X amount of years of winning 10 or more, I need a lot of players. And when you look at what Lovey's recruiting right now, he's not getting it done. And one of the problems, one of the problems is the state of Illinois. It's better than Nebraska, it's got Chicago. But for a city of that size, Notre Dame gets a lot of the Catholic school kids. Okay, they're 90 minutes away or less. I get it. You hop on the freeway, you head, you head east and you're in South Bend from, the, from downtown Chicago. Um, Northwestern gets their type of kid academically oriented and there ain't a lot of left for illinois they should also be recruiting st louis because champaign urbana is roughly i'm off a little bit geographically miles wise but i think you see what i'm saying it's roughly between st louis and chicago but right now uh if i was their ad i I need to see some w's in year two uh they need to win i haven't looked at their non-conference schedule lately um can they win five? I doubt it, but he needs to win about five. And then maybe next year, maybe get to 500 and maybe have a shot at a bowl game. And otherwise, I think Lovey might be in trouble.
1: Ken Silverstein is our guest on the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Uh, Kenny, before we let you go, you are based in Cleveland. So we'll refer one more time to the NBA and all the zany stuff that has been uh, going on. What is the latest? Kyrie is still there, Kyrie Irving. Uh, Mello, Carmelo Anthony's indicated that, okay, maybe I'm not going to play for the Knicks. Uh, In your great uh, esteemed estimation, uh, where do the Cleveland Cavaliers sit right now?
3: Well, you know, I love numbers. I think you both would agree with that. And there's 28 days until the college football season opens for um, the Big Ten, uh, Minnesota, Buffalo, and Ohio State at Indiana. Uh, Not that I'm counting, but there's 53 days. 53 days for what, Ken? 53 days until the Cavaliers open up training camp. They better deal him between now and that 53rd day, because otherwise people like me are going to be there in the suburbs of the Cavaliers training facility is in a community called Independence, Ohio. It is a suburb of Cleveland. That is where their training facility is located. And can you imagine what that's going to be like if both LeBron shows up on time, which he will, and Kyrie is still there? Uh, you've heard the phrase three ring circus. It would be more like a six ring circus, okay? So they can play coy, and they are. They're doing a pretty good job of it. Uh, they need to deal him by the 25th or better yet, the 24th of September. Um, The two things I keep hearing, and and look, I'm not going to tell you anything that you can't see. Um, I'd say Phoenix and Minnesota are probably the two leaders at this point. Uh, They need a point guard if they trade Irving. That would be Eric Bledsoe coming back, along with other uh, properties, other players, draft picks or picks a player outside of Bledsoe. Um, if they move into to Minnesota, I know they'd love to get young Wiggins back. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, who they had drafted number one prior to trading uh, when LeBron came back to get Kevin Love. So that's a possibility. And another option I've heard, and I think Denver could be a player in this, and I'm not sure how this will work, is a three-team deal with Cleveland, Phoenix, and Denver involved, and all kinds of pieces uh, being moved. The only thing I know, even though they're playing coy, and my sources keep telling me, Ken, Ken, we got it under control. We got more leverage than you think. Every time I hear someone tell me they got more leverage than I think, that means they got less than I think, okay? (laughs) So call me cynical. Call me veteran of doing this for too many years. Uh, they need to do this by the 24th, 25th of September. I think they will, but I can't tell you because nobody else can tell you at this point. What are they going to get in return? Is this a one-team versus one team, or is this going to be a multi-team deal? If I was betting now, subject to change, I'm going to give myself a little exit ramp here off the freeway. Um, I'd say it's probably going to be two teams, But it wouldn't shock me if a third team is about.
2: Ken Silverstein joining us on the Draft House 50 Hotline. Ken, out of time. As always, great catching up with you. That football season gets closer and closer, and it starts with the Hall of Fame game tonight in the NFL. I know you're going to be locked and loaded for the full three and a half hours.
3: Oh, it's tremendous. I've been to many of them. I'm going to miss uh, this year's uh, epic affair. They've improved. The stadium, you might remember last year, that was a disaster. Mm -hmm. Uh, So hopefully everything will work this time around. We've been told it will in Canton on the uh, grounds of the Hall of Fame, the NFL Football Hall of Fame. Boys, when we talk next week, it'll be blackjack. We'll be down to 21 days until the Big (laughs) Ten football season commences. Again, I have no life. I deal with numbers. 21 next week when we visit.
1: Thank you, pal. It's always good when we catch up with you. You have a great weekend, kid. You too. Have a good weekend, everybody. There you go, everybody. Kent Silverstein on the Draft House 50 hotline. It's You know, we're sitting here, Trent, and we're I don't say we're excited. It's a exhibition game, but at least it's football. I mean, real football. Even though it's an exhibition, it's still real football with Running and passing and tackling and uh, uh, players running in and out from the huddle. Uh, I, I'm I'm going to watch tonight. I I know and it'll probably do a decent number nationwide too. Oh yeah, just because it's what yeah, just because it's football. Mm-hmm. Oh, it'll it'll do huge numbers.
2: It will. Yeah, and every year and they'll talk about how it outrates this and it outrates that. It's it's king football every year at the top. You know what it's going to be and uh, last year the the numbers took a step back, is that going to continue this year, or was it what a lot of people believe it was? It was the political cycle, it was the election year yes. that pulled back. Mm-hmm. We're going to be right back to the numbers before that. Is that you think we're, we're going to see this year?
1: I think I think that had a lot to do with it just because it was so off the chart, so unruly and disgusting with the way that it played out. Uh I just think that uh that had a lot to do with it. People were they, they just couldn't turn it off. It was a reality TV show uh that the Kardashians should have probably been involved in, not a political circus like it was to be honest with you, and I think that really played into the NFL. Also, I think contributing to Trent last year was you had some dog games in prime time, mm-hmm. and I think what happened is is people started to watch, and then when the games got out of hand so quickly, uh, they went in a different direction.
2: They hope to improve that this year. They, they've worked to do that. We'll see if that's the case. Uh, the part of it you really don't know is you're not going to know until the games kick off, until you get... You know, halfway through the schedule, what those games are going to look like, too. And that's another piece that you never know when you're putting a schedule together. Well, Jim, we need a break when we come back on the other side. We got Mitch Holtis coming up around the corner. We'll obviously talk a lot of Chiefs with him. Nick Nelson's going to be here. We'll take some uh, a look to our neighbors to the north, the Twins, the Vikings, maybe in a little gopher talk with Nick, and then Seth Gruen on Major League Baseball. Busy show still to come. And your phone calls at 264 1700. We come back with more here from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios.
0: The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG.
5: or $300 for a party, it's going to be the same flat fee. We deliver all throughout the metro area, always keeping your food hot and fresh. Food Dudes Delivery has a vast range of food options for you to choose from. So place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com.
2: When you need, spend a little too much time in the sun relief. Yikes. Ow, what the?
0: Attack of the angry mosquito relief.
6: Hey, watch this.
2: Scraped knees.
6: And an elbow.
2: Relief. You need Gold Bond Pain and Itch Relief Cream with Lidocaine. Gold Bond has the maximum strength lidocaine available without a prescription and starts working on contact to numb away pain and itch. Gold Bond with Lidocaine. Relief starts now. Uses directed.
7: This is a
6: court-ordered notice. Current and former BMW, Mazda, Subaru, and Toyota owners or lessees can receive payments and other benefits from a legal settlement related to allegedly defective Takata airbags in their vehicles. To see if your vehicle is included and to file a claim, go to AutoAirbagSettlement.com or call 1-888-735-5596. That's AutoAirbagSettlement.com or 1-888-735-5596. Whether you're a beginner or
7: an experienced golfer, practice makes you, well, can make you perfect. Willow Creek Golf Course is a great place to do just that. Their driving range is open and ready for you to get just a little better. There's lots of room, grass tees, and
8: even a practice green. Call for more information at 515-285-4558 or visit willowgolf.com. That's willowgolf.com. Willow
7: Creek Golf Course on Southeast Willow Creek.
0: It doesn't get much better than a great day on the golf course. Family-owned River Valley Golf Course is a par 72, 18-hole public golf course along the beautiful Raccoon River Valley. With twilight specials every day after 4 p.m., frequent player programs, a clubhouse available for parties, and much more. River Valley is just minutes west of the Des Moines-Waukee area. Learn more at rivervalleygolf.com. That's rivervalleygolf.com. River Valley,
2: your golf course.
8: at WolfConstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally.
0: Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358.
1: Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and T.C., Hey everybody, welcome back. We continue to roll right along here all the way till three o'clock. Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, coming up roughly in about five or six minutes from right now. But Trent, we have a uh, a caller on the line, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that I'm sure
2: that uh, Jerry's pretty excited about his team, don't you think? Yeah, Cyclone Jerry checking in. He can join us as well as we wait. Mitch Holtis, he'll be here in a couple minutes at two six four seventeen hundred. Jerry. You're telling me during the break here, you're six, seven wins out of the Cyclones, huh?
4: That's right. And other people are seven and eight. So, you know, uh, I think they got the tools. I think they got the best coaches. Uh, they did a lot of things during the spring and summer. And, and uh, if you seen the tape on TV, I like the, the voice of the leader. Mr. Campbell, and he puts it out there, exactly what they're going to do. And uh, other things are happening in Cyclone Country. They've got new softball coach that uh, has been here before, and he's a winning uh, guy and everything at Montana, Tulsa, and Arkansas. So I think the girls will be proud of him and, and take it.
1: Another step next year in softball. Be good uh, Jerry you. Yeah. Hey Jerry, let me yep. ask you a question. Uh how do you I think Joel you. Lanning? How do you think Joel Lanning is going to perform at uh linebacker after switching from quarterback?
4: Well, I think twice. Yeah, uh, because uh Coach Campbell come to the visitation, brought me a helmet and invited me to be his special guest to the coaches clinic and the next day to the scrimmage. And he almost want, uh, almost had a pick, but he dropped it off of Parks. And he told Parks, he said, I'll get you. I will get you. <laughs> and there's no conflict or anything, but they say that he knows his stuff. And the other kid plays after with him. He says we can do a crisscross and we can do things. And they're they're fired up. They're fired up about the whole team. I think it's press day today. And uh, I'm just very proud of Iowa State University having coaches staff like we've got all over the place. And uh, I'm very proud of 1,700 because they're the best radio station in the whole state of Iowa. I don't care for 14-6 the way they do things and stuff. And you guys have always been my favorite, and I want
2: you to know that for life. Thank you so much, Jerry. And, and Jerry is one of our favorites, a great guy, always thinking of him, thoughts and prayers with his family. I know they had some, some difficult things that have come up. Uh, Jimmy B, he's one of those true fans. He, he's, he's a guy that you know wears his heart on his sleeve, and he always believes in his team
1: absolutely and look that's what fans are supposed to do mm-hmm. and he doesn't have the nickname cyclone jerry for nothing yeah i mean you just heard you just heard the way that he uh thinks his team is going to do it and he's hoping trent
2: they might win seven or eight
1: games this year
2: yeah now to get to that level you know we, we've kind of talked about the way for iowa state to get bull eligible you know because that is the first step in the process you got to you kind of got to walk before you run. But let's go outside and let's go even higher. Let's go to that 7-8 level. You have to go through the non-conference undefeated, no doubt. I think you have to beat then Texas on top of that, that Thursday night game. To be 7-8 wins, you got to start 4-0. You with me? I'm with you. Yeah, okay. go ahead. At Oklahoma after that, I, I just I can't buy that. No. You beat Kansas. That's 5 You beat Texas Tech, that's six. TCU at home, sure. And then, at that point, you go into those final four games at West Virginia, Oklahoma State, at Baylor, at K-State. You win two more. It's crazy. It's crazy, but I can understand how some fans can talk themselves into it.
1: I get it. I understand where they're coming from as far as their fandom is concerned. But you and I both agree: in order for something like that to happen, they would definitely have to go three and zero in non-conference play. Not even two and one would be good enough if they're looking for those kind of wins. They would definitely have to be three and zero.
2: Yeah, the 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 fan perspective is always fun. We also go a step further. And each and every day at this time, we bring in. The broadcast perspective. The Kansas City Chiefs. Mitch Holtis. He joins us right now on the Draft House Fifty Hotline with our daily look at Kansas City. What's happening, Mitch?
7: Were you talking about Northwestern going three and O in the non-conference?
2: We were talking about Iowa State, the Cyclones, oh. to get full eligible. Do they have to go three and O to get to six to, combined?
7: Yeah, but they've got you and I at home. Uh-huh. They go. Is it is the Cyhawk? uh week two it's in ames what, yeah
2: in ames, in ames. Yep.
7: okay good all right then then third is
2: at akron
7: yeah sneaky game um yeah well i'm going to stay away from week two because <laughs> i'll play i'll play the pilot poly- you know what i don't have to go there at all i'll just say okay and yeah, we'll see how that goes but we'll let that one ride you
1: know okay i got you mitch um take me to uh what we've seen we've seen a rash of injuries uh in training camps the biggest one right now is Tannehill the quarterback for the Miami Dolphins uh, apparently no no contact whatsoever and he has re-injured that knee that uh, kept him out of the four games at the close of last season how do we, i mean it's impossible you you cannot protect guys of all, like like people say, well, don't play them. You've got to play them so they get, I think you mentioned it yesterday, so they get some reps and get hit a little bit, right?
7: You have to. You have to play this game. You can't jump into the Amazon and start swimming in the river if you're not used to it. And I was going to tell you, I mean, that fits right in
4: with my thesis of
7: this day, is that this is the toughest six days Of training camp that the Chiefs have and Andy Reid does it by design uh Jimmy and Trent because he challenges them mentally physically and emotionally more than any time during the preseason for sure I mean the pressures of the season take care of themselves but this is to see who can handle it and to get them ready to play it's a little bit of an old school approach now in the case of Tannehill I feel terrible about it I don't know how serious it is you've got the I have been, I mean, we play the Dolphins like Christmas Eve. uh, But uh, if that injury is an issue, it was going to be an issue then in week one. Are you going to waste, I mean, depending on what the injury is. So here's the other thing with these guys. We think training camp, it just starts up like the old days. This has turned into a 48 to 49 week league. Ryan Tannehill got a, I don't have any snaps and reps he got during Dolphins, OTAs, mini camps, but I'll guarantee you, even on his own he was throwing, in their complex, within their system. So these bodies are under duress all year long, uh, not just doing your pads and being physical and hitting like the Chiefs did today, but even when, I mean, if we see it in all sports. There's just wear and tear now in these bodies like really never before. I don't care what sport you're playing.
2: Mitch, defensively a year ago, this team just wasn't what we expected, certainly against the run. And, There were some injuries that were a part of that, understandably. They're working to fix that. I I saw a quote earlier today from Derek Johnson saying that he's promising they'll be better in the run game than they were a year ago. A big piece of that, DJ, how he comes back to health. And another piece, Justin Houston, known for his pass rushing ability, but also how he plays. Uh, You had a conversation with him. Before we get to that part of it, Justin Houston being more than just a sack artist, what he needs to approve upon in that run game?
7: Yeah, we're, we, we fall in love with sacks, and and they're great, so don't get me wrong. But there's way more to Justin Houston's game than just getting sacks. I mean, remember at 14, he had 22 sacks. He was a half sack short of Strahan's all-time NFL record. And so people kind of got fired up. Well, Justin Houston is the best at what I've seen on video and Other teams, he is the best comprehensive outside linebacker in the National Football League. He might pop a 14- or 15-sack season, but he does way more than that. He's awesome at holding the edge. There's nobody that's better at holding the edge when a run is going his way than Justin Houston. And then just today, he was covering. He has to turn his hips. He's not going to cover 40 yards down the field, but he can cover 8- to 12- to 14 yards and cover backs or tight ends if he has to. He key covered uh, Spencer Ware today. He's a superb ki- uh, pass-catching running back and made a Pro Bowl play in, the, in that regard. I-, I talked to him, though. I- here's the best thing about him, though. You know, He's been injured the last two years for the most part. He's only played 16 games total and only five games last year. But there's some fireback in this guy. I saw it in his eye. We could go tonight. The team uh, gets everybody's... St- uh, you know, once the veterans all arrive, there's a big team meeting and you just feel the tension in the room. You guys have seen it on Hard Knocks if you've watched it. There's just some unusual tension. Well, I get one minute to speak to the team. Coach has me speak for one minute. But after it was over, Justin Houston, we the best conversation we've had two and a half years. I think he's ready to go. I think he's up and running. But what excites Justin more and more is to see how the puzzle just keeps snapping together a little bit more year by year. With
6: the Kansas City Chiefs. I think everybody see the big picture now, not just the coaches. I think every player out here, we all believe, not just a few, the whole team. When you got a whole team believing
7: in one goal, it's a lot you can do. Over time, have you seen like in this league you gotta have pieces at every level, yeah. front, back. Are you seeing more pieces added all the time?
6: Yes, every year I have seen pieces coming together and like offense right now is looking great. Not just from the front to the receivers to the quarterbacks, everybody's looking great as a whole on offense. The defense we coming together. Is one like I, one thing I love about us is the defense. We correct ourselves after the play, so it's like coaches on the field now. When something messes up on the field, we talk about it as soon as it happens, so that we don't have to wait till the film room or on the sideline. We coach each other.
7: Up. You know that's interesting when he says that because guys, the great defenses in the history of the league, right? it's the o2 Bucks or the '85 Bears, who were the benchmark. Even recently, the 14 Seahawks, they all have the ability to coach each other. There's trust, there's accountability, but there's also you a know, respect level of, of talent and, and mental approach. If you get that within a defense and it stays healthy, I'm telling you, I, I, and people accuse me of being a cheerleader whatever, this defense has a chance to be at least top five and maybe the best because they're front to back. They've got stars at all three levels and they got some high-impact young guys starting to develop.
1: Mitch Holtis is our guest on the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mills Civic Parkway at West Des Moines. We're talking Kansas City Chiefs football and the NFL with Mitch. Um, Let me throw this at you, Mitch, because we've only got a few minutes left, and, and I wanted to pick your brain on it. No one has signed Colin Kaepernick. You have seen him play numerous times uh, and in person several times as well. Does it just go back to what he did last season, or are teams shying away because they think that his skills are eroding?
7: I think it's more the latter than the former. If it was the former, they would have signed him by now. I, I just think, and I remember watching him play in college, thought he was good, not great, and I just think that uh, his he just isn't as skilled as he was even in that year in 12 when he kind of caught lightning in a bottle with San Francisco. That affected our franchise. Otherwise, Alex mm-hmm. Smith is going to be there probably and yeah. never here. And so Harbaugh made that move, and Kaepernick played okay. But, guys, we can also overvalue guys. I, I, can, I can overvalue guys at the Chiefs. Uh, so I'm careful if you can follow who I'm talking about. The guys I'm not talking about with you talking about elite, I'm not going to overvalue. But I watch tape, or I mean, I watch video. And the thing with Kaepernick is he's just very limited. He's not a Russell Wilson, not an Alex. Smith. He's just not. Uh, he's okay but not great, and that's why if he was, he would have been tried to be signed by 20 teams.
2: Mitch Holtis, he is the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Each game, home and away, Right here on 1700 KBGG. Mitch, your conversations throughout trading camp presented by Papa John's of Iowa. Great deals going on. And, oh, you know, it's that time of summer. Sometimes you just don't feel like cooking. Great place to call us, Papa John's. Now we're,
7: we're going retro. We're going to go retro here with <laughs> Iowa State. You said you were talking about Iowa State. Let's yep. go back to Blaze Bryant or let's go back to Tim Van Golder. Okay, would you either have one medium pizza or two? Two. All right. Would you rather have on those pizzas one topping or two?
1: Two. I'm going for all two.
7: Right. Here we go, baby. Two, two, two. Two medium, two topping pizzas, six ninety nine each. How does he do that? Whew. How does Tom Donaldson, Matt Donaldson, Mark Hodder, all those guys? I don't know how they do that at Papa John's. How do they do that? Two medium, two topping, six ninety nine each. I think we're going retro there.
2: We gotta take advantage of that, no doubt about it. We will talk once again. Final time in week number one of our conversations tomorrow, Mitch. Appreciate it.
7: Thanks you. Thank you so much, Trent. We'll throw in a lava lamp from Jimmy B's the garage sale.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you, Mitch. He always he always takes a great
2: shot at me at the end. How did he know I had a lava lamp? Well, I did. You're old, of course. <laughs> That's step number well, one, right? <laughs> <laughs> you were a little freaky back then. I, I'm going to guess. What did it look like yes. in Jimmy B's uh, place back in the day? Lava lamp, shag carpet. Yes. Did you have yes. the, the wood paneled walls back in the '70s? I,
1: I had some of that, and yeah. I also had the. I also had the. Um, the photo or or painting, it really wasn't a painting of the paint and then you'd get a black light and it would glow in the dark as well. Ooh, ooh a little oh, yeah, would Jimmy B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was Rick James.
2: <laughs> really? Rick James <laughs> Oh boy. Hopefully it's a super in some freak. Yeah. Well, super yes, freak. that's correct. That does describe super you freak. well. You are a super freak. <laughs>
1: we got to get a break and that's enough on my personal uh information from uh,
2: a while back Uh, sports to talk about we're going to talk minnesota sports on the other side twins vikings gophers maybe even the t-wolves and wild we'll see what comes up with nick nelson to kick off the hour seth gruen will be here talking baseball you want real sports talk we're the place to be. The 2 o'clock hour is next here. Jimmy B and TC on the, big, the big Talker 1700.
0: Hey, it's Bill Ryder. It's nice to be talking to the home crowd again in central Iowa, where I was raised, where I got married. The show is right rather you. 5 to 9 p.m. Weekdays on Des Moines Big Talker 1700 KBGG.
8: See you soon.
5: Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com.
6: Dutch Boy's new Platinum Plus paint with Stain Shield technology has the performance you expect from a luxury paint at a price you didn't. Platinum Plus is up to 50% more washable and stain resistant than a leading premium paint in satin sheen. Superiority ranges from 24 to 50% depending on sheen selected. Platinum Plus keeps your walls looking new longer. Menards and Dutch Boy paint have you covered. Go ahead, live your life.
5: Get to JCPenney's biggest sale of the season. Get in Friday 3 p.m. to Saturday 1 p.m. for night-to-day doorbusters like Arizona denim $12.99 for kids or $17.99 for guys and 7 dollars kids' iZod uniform polos. Plus, save $10 with your coupon. That's getting your pennies worth. JCPenney. Coupon validate 2 to eight, five on select items in-store and at jcp.com. Season of first 619 to 8.5. Some exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. And Hey Iowa, shop tax-free on clothing and footwear priced less than $100. Shop extended hours Saturday and Sunday. Validate 5 to eight, seven. JCPenney.
6: It's the Rethink Kitchen and Bath event now at the Home Depot. Time to take your kitchen or bath from shab to chic in very little time and even less money. Start with 40% off semi-custom cabinets with soft closed doors from Home Decorators Collection. With free design services, you'll get them just right. And with shipping in 2 to 10 days, you'll get them right away. Rethink your options during the Rethink Kitchen and Bath event going on now. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Now through September 3rd.
9: If you're a CPAP user, soap and water cleaning may leave harmful bacteria, viruses, and mold that can make you sick. That alone will keep you up at night. Until now, SoClean.com is the world's first and only automated, hands-free CPAP cleaner and sanitizer. SoClean kills 99.9% of all CPAP germs without soap, water, harsh chemicals, or even equipment disassembly. And now, you can try it risk-free for 30 days. Call 1-800-914-8787.
6: SoClean changed the CPAP experience for the better. My health is improved. It's simple to use, and I'm not worried about infections.
9: SoClean's revolutionary design makes it easy to clean your CPAP and protect you against CPAP-related illnesses. Plus, SoClean works with all popular CPAP devices to clean them in minutes. It really is that easy. Don't risk your health. Call SoClean.com now to try it risk free for 30 days. Call 1 800 914 8787. This offer won't last. Call now 800 914 8787. 800 914 8787.
6: It's the Rethink Kitchen and Bath event now at the Home Depot, where you can turn a small project into a big improvement. Start with the Moen Darcy 8-inch Widespread Bath Faucet. Simple, elegant style in beautiful spot-resistant brushed nickel and a new lower price of only $119. Come do something nice for your bath and your budget. Let the savings flow during the Rethink Kitchen and Bath event going on now only at The Home Depot. More saving, more doing.
3: Allergy sufferers, my name's Nigel,
6: and as a well-educated owl, I know the difference between what's wise and unwise. Texting after three glasses of mellow? Unwise. Using new Zizol for 24-hour relief of your allergy symptoms? Quite wise. Because Zizol is just as effective at hour 24
1: as it is at hour 1, relieving your symptoms for a better night's sleep and a more productive day.